Hello, welcome at the end of the internet. Hi. <laughs> what happened to yo, 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 yo? I don't know what you're talking about. I missed last week. What happened? Um, I don't know. We talk. I wasn't there. That's okay. I hired a villain. How did the how did the villain do? Uh, he did pretty good. I'm quite disappointed when you email me that you're coming back, but we can talk. Oh, about okay. That later. Well, I can get him again if you think the podcast is better. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I do. I do agree. Your twin did a pretty good job compared. All right, to give me you. a minute. Hi. 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 How are you? Uh. I know it's still you because you didn't do the yo yo yo. Oh shit! I got the wrong guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, hi everyone. Welcome at the end of the internet. Today we have a fantastic, ugh, fantastic. Oh yo 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 yo. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. Uh, oh my god, I cannot pronounce that. All right, we're gonna we're gonna stay here and. <laughs> Until Justin uh, say fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I can't. All right. No, no. Try again. <laughs> try again. A great movie. No, no. Um, hold on. Cool. <laughs> we got we to gotta get past this. We got to work through this. All right. Fantastic movie. Um, oh, there you go. By, um, by a director who <laughs> Seth eventually will talk to it. Talk oh, shit. About. I don't even. I think it was Robert Lieberman. But what movie did we watch? Fire in the Sky. What would what uh, genre would you classify this in? For the longest time, we were not sure this was horror, but because of one scene, I will call it horror. Actually, yeah. for the viewers, um, we saw this movie in Telemundo with commercials and everything. So this one-hour movie <laughs> took like two. I caramba. <laughs> yeah. I we listened to it in Spanish. I know what happened. <laughs> so I have to just piece it together. Should we do this in Spanish? Uh, if the only thing you're gonna say, "Ay caramba," no. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few more. <laughs> so the the way that we choose this movie was we didn't choose it. It shows us. So we're pretty excited to talk about it. See. Uh, this is not a Spanish. Hi, <laughs> Poppy. Oh, this is not a, <laughs> this is not a, no. Uh, anyway. Just cut, the, just, just cut the cord on the uh, Spanish podcast. Or Espanol to those uh, not in the know. <laughs> to those that do not know. <laughs> um, so we watched um, Fire in the Sky. It, it was a great movie and we're going to start with my first question is what you consider a best alien abduction type movie? Um, you want me to describe my like favorite movie or the plot of a good, what are you getting at? I, I'll say describe the plot of a movie that you really enjoy. I guess that'll be fun. That would be for right, well, I've been working on a script. 
You yes, that's more interesting. Yeah, sure. Go. I give you the pitch. It's an alien yeah. script. Perfect. All right. I see. I see you picked up a glass that's incredibly loud while I read my script to you. <laughs> it's trying to. <laughs> put some... Is this like? Is this like the Hollywood? Uh, like I go try to pitch a script and they're just drinking scotch on the rocks and just yeah, just like me, <laughs> nodding. Yeah, it's like the Hunger Games where they're all tried <laughs> off, but I'm just and they eating push it. a button and I yeah. fall through the floor. Exactly. All right, I'm holding the, the switch. All right, so I think Alien. <laughs> I'm just watching just chug. <laughs> I'm what I'm guessing is a whiskey coke. <laughs> How does it taste? I actually need to. What's I your need to in the, in the right me mental stage to hear the script. All right. So, all right. So, okay. So, picture this. We're in, hmm, let's say uh, Miami Beach. We're in Miami Beach, right? Set the scene. Beautiful summer, or actually, yeah, start of summer, right? Beaches are just opening, or spring. Hell, I don't know. When do the beaches open? Whenever the beach, <laughs> this is good. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> whenever the beach, whenever the beach is open, that's. Uh, like, are you reading the script? Or are you coming up with it right now? <laughs> I'm just spitballing. <laughs> it's off. It's off the top of the dome. Uh, <laughs> all right. So okay. So picture this beautiful weather. Beaches are just opening. White sand. All that jazz. All right. So cut to um cut to hmm. <laughs> just, just as the sun is setting a buxom young teenager uh decides to go skinny dipping goes out there with friends but then like swims away from the friends right lifeguards are all at home or they haven't even started yet because the beaches aren't open they snuck into the beach right mm -hmm. and then and then you hear this like I'm just picturing like I've got an idea for the soundtrack. It's like boom, 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 and then like you see you see this girl that's skinny dippy. We're not going to show any nudity because this is we're going to try to get this into PG, right? So we want this as we want this to go to like like the widest audience as possible. So you know, no titties in this or only partial. But so you're not like our previous director. What was right. her name? You're not like Dorothy, but it's not Dorothy. <laughs> Doris? Doris, yeah. Don't slander, Doris. <laughs> all right, snap back. She's swimming, like the sun's going down, like her friends are all packing up, going, she's ready to get back, and then bam, you see she gets jerked underwater, and then like she gets like pushed back up, and she's in a panic, and like you see this like silhouette under the water, and it's obviously like an alien and then there's an alien just like grabbing her legs right and then like pulls her under and then you see you see this like pool of blood come up to the surface right oh my god this alien eats people yeah yeah okay well we'll get to that it's complicated i don't want to give it all away but so that's that's the that's the hook of the movie right and you got this awesome soundtrack you got this beautiful young woman that just gets devoured by an alien and then the rest of the movie goes from there so um obviously there's a huge panic they find the girl's body it's like gnawed in half right so uh the mayor you know he's the slimy sleazeball uh he he's worried about like tourist tourism and like 
you know, it's, it's, it's the peak season for Miami beach. Right. So, you know, he doesn't want this to dissuade people from coming and swimming. And so he hires a team to co kill this alien, right? We got to hunt down this alien that's terrorizing the beach. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you got the local policeman, you know, a good family man, uh, you've got the UFOologist who knows everything there is to know about aliens. <laughs> and then you got the rough and tumble fisherman, hard drinking, hard smoking guy, right? So you got a you got a trio here going to track the alien down. And so, you know, I haven't really fleshed this part out, but a lot of chaos ensues. You know, they'll they get a boat. They may need a bigger boat, but they got a boat. Um, and you know, they're they're trying to hunt down this alien, right? Are you with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good? it's great. Keep going. All right. All right. So, you know, we got the hook and then I got the ending, everything in between, right? A bunch of people die and then they're tracking this alien, right? It keeps, it keeps munching on people on the, on the coast and, you know, people are worried. They're keeping their kids home. No one's going to the beach. The mayor's trying to get people out and he's just putting the grinder to these, this trio to try to, to try to catch this alien, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And so this all culminates. I don't know what happens in between, but I'm sure there's some, so no titties, lots of, lots of violence. Like you can rip people to shreds. You can like disembowel people. Like you can still get a PG rating. Just, just no nudity, right? The American way. Yeah. The American way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the end in here. um, So they're out in a boat. And they finally see, they see the silhouette of this alien, right? And it's coming up to the boat and it's huge. It's this huge alien, right? And so they, they're like, oh, we're going to get it. Um, you know, I don't know what they do. They try to catch it. It doesn't work. Then it just like, it, it like just like flops up on the boat and just like starts to drag the boat down. Like the, the, the fisherman, um, we're going to call him Q. Uh, he just, he like, you know, he's lived for this. It's like Moby Dick, right? Um, yeah. And he's, he like just slides down, like he's grasping at the boat and, it, you know, the boat's tilting and you got this awesome shot where the alien just like opens his mouth and like, just like chomps this guy, like right in half, like swallows his legs, like devours him up, you know, until his waist and then he starts spitting out blood. And then he probably says something quippy and cool, you know, the, the, the UFOologist is completely shook. You know, he's a big baby. Cop is like, oh shit, gotta deal with this. Um, What's right? the ending? You with yeah. me? I I feel like you think I'm an idiot, but I I think I see see well, where you're you going. Are, you are a producer, so <laughs> like it is obvious that this is not a movie that you came up with. No, 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 no. I'm not finished yet. We're almost there. This is this is an original <laughs> Seth idea. Okay, and th- so so he's gone. Cube's gone. Um, just leaves the other guy, the other two. Like the ufologist is just out of his mind. You know, crying. You know, just just you know, so scared. Um, cop, you know, gets his his wits together. He's got a propane tank. He sees this alien like coming back to the boat. He throws the propane tank. The alien catches it in his mouth. You know, he pulls out his revolver and just bam, shoots the propane, propane tank. It explodes. The alien gut goes everywhere. You know, there's probably a good shot of this alien slime hitting the uh, UFOologist in the face. Um, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm working on an end scene, but you know, that's the culmination of the movie, you know, maybe them, I don't know, maybe they get in a dinghy and like float back to shore. Dude, like this is not something you came up with. Obviously, Piranha. Is it Piranha 3D movie? The horror movie? established that Seth did not wrote the movie but he brought up actually a really good point the movie that we saw today like we said we saw it in Telemundo and it is is it a PG movie or is it PG-13 I don't think they had when was this when was this made Jess what was the date um I believe that this was made on a date I think it was 93. So I think they had PG-13 then. But I think this was PG. This was a PG movie. This was like a TV, made for TV movie. Yeah, so this is a PG movie that has to do with aliens. But the funny part and also the charming part of the movie is the fact that nothing really happens for three-fourths of the movie. (laughs) We watched I thought it was a roller coaster ride of emotions. <laughs> so um, it started. This is pretty much the premise that happened for the next hour. Um, a group of friends, not group of friends, a group of coworkers go to everyone. Our friends, they're in groups in a movie. Um, go to the woods because they're forest people and they're cutting um, trees to prevent. Um, the forest people? Yeah, I call them the forest people. <laughs> Those are the ones that cut trees to ensure that there's no um, fires. I mean, I, I think that's a little racist, but I guess we'll go. <laughs> so they cut trees, and what happened after a long day of cutting trees and hard labor work, they're driving back to their house, and they come across to this giant spaceship. And one of the members walk off from the from the car for some reason and it gets closer to the ship and it gets pretty much abducted by the aliens so then throughout the whole movie is they are accused of murdering him because no one believed that they that their friend and co-worker got abducted and that's what we watched for a good hour and 20 minutes just yeah, if you if you were to ask me what happened in this movie, I can tell you about five minutes of what happened, but the rest is a kind of a blur. Like well, what you said, and then there's like, who was the name of the the dude that just hated the guy that got abducted? I don't know any of their names, but there's some badass dude. He's a renegade. His name is Craig. Craig, ugh, Craigs are always bad news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so nothing, nothing much happens. Um, 
you got you got a little police procedural trying to get to the bottom of this uh i will figure out the murder because this because aliens are not real yeah i feel like i we keep getting into a pattern where every time we watch something um horror they always go to the cops and the cops don't believe it maybe cops should be more open-minded i think maybe the cops i don't know should... i think cops are probably if i were to rank they'd be like one or two on the most open-minded people yeah yeah cops I... yeah i think I... they're probably the top right like you can always trust a cop uh <laughs> So what I would do is open a department and call them the men in black. I just came up with that, where uh, the point of the department is to work with cases that there are unknown and um, that has to do with aliens and ghosts. Oh, shit. I know. Are you are you uh, are you referring to a little Mulder and Scully action there? uh don't know who they are <laughs> but uh <laughs> i am sure that uh no because i just came up with it and the reason i call them men in black is because i feel like black they would be wearing like suits to look professional and to um camouflage in the darkness because everything evil happens in the dark you know you know the men in black um Oh, so you were referring to the Men in Black movie. I was thinking of the X-Files. I'm not talking to either of them. I'm talking You know about, the real Men in Black. I'm They're, talking about the department I just came up with. The Department of the Men in Black. The Department of the Men in Black, yeah. So there's lots of stories. Or about, women. Yeah, yeah. We want to be. Open. We want to be inclusive. Or anyone. <laughs> women, men, all the above. People in people black. In black. At the end of the black, actually, it's just the department name. Oh, let's not call it that. That's true. <laughs> um, so, you know, the men in black, right? The the famous men in black, right? No, I just, I, I think I keep repeating myself. I just came up with that. Right. But, but you are aware of the context of the men in black and UFO abductions, right? No, I don't. Does this have to do with something with Area 51? Uh, maybe. That could play into it. But there's lots of reports of these men in black that come. And they are very awkward. And they seem to be human-like, but they're not. And Engineers? People are just confusing them. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry for interrupting you. Keep going. But they they have appeared in history around abductions, and they're very oh. interested in that, and they're very you know dissuasive of people looking further into it. Um, but they seem a little off. They don't seem like they know how to be human, or they seem to be like they're trying to pretend they're human. So they'll show up at your house and um, ask you about some incident, but then, you know, maybe forget that they like have their pants around their ankles or something. Cool. Yeah, that's the department that the police need for <laughs> stuff like this. Cause 
what I was saying, like in this movie, it was just this regular police um, almost harassing the five guys because there there was no evidence that they kill him because first they couldn't find the body, obviously because it was abducted, and um, there was five of them agreeing with the story. So the policeman was trying to. Right, but you're you're pro police here, right? Like police, like right? No, I'm saying that we need a new department for this type of cases called the right because because you can trust the the, the police, men in black. Right? Yeah, the men in black, a, a part of the police force. Yeah, right? if they're awkward and they have pants, <laughs> they I don't know where you're going with that. Anyway, um, I'm just like you. I just want to be clear, right? You're you're coming out as pro-police here right no i'm just saying that no i'm not because i'm Real saying blue lives matter type <laughs> i call it the men in black so that uniform is black <laughs> uh anyway so now you can say black lives matter and be talking about the police is that what your <laughs> angle is no um anyway don't anyway me i will anyway you <laughs> Anyway, back to the movie, the police was pretty much harassing the five dudes into trying to confess a murder that didn't happen. So that's why I said that these uh, new department in any government stage, maybe in Area 51, where they take cases like this and kind of try to figure it out. But I don't remember that part of the movie. Which part? The you, The Area 51 part? No, I said they should have, like... This should be a real thing in real life. <laughs> okay, so you're telling me that that didn't happen? Because I, I specifically remember them sitting in Area 51. I'm going to retract the earliest statement where I said I didn't remember. And now I'm going to say I really do remember them sitting in Area 51 for like half an hour of this movie. Uh, no, right? that didn't happen. No, no, no. It did, right? Like, you remember that cutscene? It was like in the first, it was like 30 to 45 minutes then where they cut to Area 51? Nope. The two men in black. One had red hair. Um, one was just a charming man. No. No? No. Well, what did I watch? <laughs> I don't know. But maybe they did not watch it. <laughs> I mean, it was in Spanish, so I'm pretty sure you were confused the whole time. Why? I can speak Spanish. <laughs> I, you're the one that didn't want to do this in Spanish. I was ready to go. <laughs> but uh, but like I was explaining, the, that was pretty much the premise of the whole movie and hey? of the whole movie and um, not much happened. So what we were watching this, even though we knew it was about aliens, it didn't feel horror like it felt like we were watching an episode of law and order it did okay yeah okay so you're right there was uh there was the people telling the alien story and obviously the law enforcement didn't believe them and that's about it that was about it and there was drama i think they had a family life yeah, there was drama of like the main character um, wife was not really uh, ready kind of to divorce him and his sister was missing the guy that got adopted so she was very 
sad because they were going to get married. Yeah, so they lived kind of on a farm, right? And so there was a very was, small town. Yeah, but no, but Arizona. the specific people in Arizona. Okay, interesting. Arizona, huh? Mm. Yeah, it was not Kentucky, unfortunately. Yeah, but it was on a farm, right? And so they had the main character, not the abductee, but like the father figure, and then obviously his wife, who just said, as she explained earlier, they were kind of getting into fights. And then his daughter, which is about the same age as his wife. No, um, it was not his daughter, it was his sister. Oh, his sister. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I mixed that up. It was actually a sister who was about the age of his daughter, but they had this cow and like, they loved this cow. Right. No. Yeah. No. Remember the cow. There's no cow. There was a cow of the spotty. And so the, the main character, what was his name? Mark. Yeah. Mark loved this cow, like his daughter. He was a sister. Anyway, he loved he loved his sister like his daughter, but he loved his cow even more. And every night he would hug his cow before he went back to his wife. But his wife also loved the cow. Sorry, Mike. What did you Wait. say earlier? Mark. Okay, so Mike Mark. A lot of people confuse Mike Mark. <laughs> Can we call him Merck? Let's call him Merck. All right, so Merck had the cow, right? And he loved the cow, but his wife loved the cow and then they were going to get a divorce. And so his wife was like, let's cut the cow in half and each one can take a half of the cow. And so Merck was like, well, which half do you want? And the wife was like, I want the like head half and you can take the hindquarter half, right? No. But then but then Merck was like, well, that's dumb. You just cut the cow the other way. And so you can each have an equal part of the cow. Uh, as interesting that sounds, that didn't happen. <laughs> what, what movie did I watch? I don't know. But sometimes when I get bored, I just make movies up in my head. Oh, I see. Real life or scenes and slow boobies. You just add cows to them. You all right there? You, yeah. Are you? Are you? Did you? Did you drink that a little too fast? <laughs> no. Um, so then, so for almost an hour, nothing happens. Like the beginning was really good because we got the adoption. That was fine. I was like the first twenty minutes to nothing, and. The joke about this movie that me and Seth said is because this is a PG or PG-13 movie, which obviously have the the kind of design to watch it on TV, that if a kid comes halfway, like let's say if the kid comes 30 minutes into watching this movie, he would not have any idea what's about to come. Yeah, like, like that cowl cutting scene. No, that like the cow cutting scene, but um, fast forward almost two hours of the movie, if it was two hours, if not felt like two hours. Um, and we get to the scene who Travis, Travis is the second main character who he is the one get, get, that got adopted, had a, when he returned to back to life, he had a vision or he regain memory of his abduction 
So yeah, then, okay. So you so you're setting this up as the, the scary scene, right? And so yeah. I guess I want to ask you, did you did you have any traumatic childhood movies? I did. I forgot the name of the movie. I'll go find it and then you can say oh, which one okay. was yours. I'm, I'm glad you prepared for this uh, discussion, which I laid out in our outline um, that I emailed you a couple of days ago. Okay. Um, thanks for, for uh, leaving me hanging there. So there's lot there's lots of movies that you uh, that like are just scarring to children, right? And those are the Attack best. of the Mars. That sounds right. <laughs> Attack of the Mars. Yes, the famous Tim Burton Attack of the Mars, where the Martian the the famous comedy with the big brain aliens that come down and uh, Mars attack. There we go. <laughs> I was close enough. <laughs> Uh, so Attack of the Mars is Jess's uh, scarring childhood memory. Talk, uh, I was not anticipating. I was just having a great time just watching the movie and suddenly those freaking aliens were pretending that they had peace and they ate the reporter. And that was Scar forever. They ate a reporter? I think they ate someone when they landed in theirs from nowhere. Everyone's treating them super nice and they just like yeah, and they eat someone. I don't remember that movie too well. I thought they like laser beamed a person, but maybe that was it. <laughs> I don't know. But like they landed and they fucking like no peace, no peace, just just whatever. So just... so so the key to a scarring childhood movie is that you got to have it PG or PG thirteen, so your parents will allow you to watch it. And then if you're you know, if you're trying to work the system, you basically find the most messed up PG movie that you can watch. And so I got a little list here. Let's go through them. Uh, so right off the bat, you got Poltergeist, um, which is somehow PG. Yeah, Jess is shaking her head. Yes, like she really has seen this movie and, and knows I what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got you got Poltergeist, right? Steven Spielberg, although he he just kind of used Toby Hooper there. But uh, anyway, there's some, you know, you got the clown doll, you got the tree that's attacking, you got the face peeling scene, you got the actual skeletons in the pool, uh, just just all around traumatic. Um, okay. To a little kid, right? So. You know, if you got a six or seven year old, sit them down, put on. Watch them. Or you, if you're babysitting, you hate your the kid. Like you're babysitting, just put those type of movies too. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't want to deal with them going to sleep. Yeah, which yeah. Is the real hard part of your job. So you you make them watch Poltergeist so that they stay up <laughs> and tell their parents that you uh, <laughs> that they never want to see you again. You tell your parents that you put a safe PG-13 movie. Yeah. Well, this one was PG. So this oh, was back even before better. even the 13. So the 13 was kind of cheating. They added the 13. It was like, you got to convince your parents to watch the 13 movie. You're like, you know, it's not R. It's fine. Like, please, can I watch this? Please, please. Yeah. And then they eventually give in because you're just I feel like really nowadays like that. kids just have Netflix and they can watch whatever. So. Right. Now now nowadays they just like torrent faces of death and watch somebody like blow their brains out. But yeah. This is back in better times. So 
but I just got... just for actually we just just lower the thing this is for the babysitter and parents to have like five to like three to seven year olds so they don't know how to use technology very well maybe three to five maybe yeah three okay to six. so yeah take your toddler these are the movies that will yeah your toddler. yeah yeah i think that will work better for for just... yeah good idea good idea yeah okay like so it. this is toddler movies just keep going what's the next one all right we've got signs which is i think a pg-13 movie the no it's not you think it's pg i thought it was r no signs is not r this is the alien movie swing away meryl what wait i hear what? a dog do you have a did you get a dog no it's the neighbor's dog but wait what were you saying like signs this yeah did, google yeah. it signs is not r i think signs is pg-13 anyway you got signs the good old Shyamalan movie about aliens. You don't even have to watch Signs. You just have to watch the trailer. Have you watched Signs, Jess? No, I watched the trailer when I was <laughs> young and that scarred me too. Yeah, I think that scarred a lot of people. Uh, the old footage of the alien walking across. That uh, was a good Whoa, one. Whoa, Joaquin Phoenix is in this one? <laughs> <laughs> Jess only just started watching horror movies like <laughs> a year ago. Oh my God! It is PG thirteen. What the hell is that piece? Right, you gotta, you got. These are the scarring childhood movies. You gotta make a very traumatic movie, but not too much sex. I can't. I can't. I cannot wait for the five year old that's gonna watch Sign. Okay, right. next. All right. Um, so we've got. Have you seen Wizard of Oz? No. <laughs> All right. So we have a co-host that is doing a movie channel. That has never seen Wizard of Oz. Okay. Uh, so some may say Wizard of Oz is dramatic, the flying monkeys and everything. But to me, Return to Oz is about the most traumatic movie that you could possibly show your kids. The fucking wheelers are insanely damaging to a toddler's brain. Cool. Just Google Return to Oz and wheelers, Jess, and you'll get an idea of a nice kid oriented movie um to show your little tykes oh shit they seem like you know Normal, basic basic wheelers human being i think this movie was designed to give people or give ch children traumatic experiences i honestly do it is a fantastic movie and maybe we'll have to watch it um all right so I got a couple personal ones here. So one is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the second installment in the Indiana Jones franchise, probably the meanest of the three. Or that's I guess the there's one with four the, now. But that's the one with the heart. Yeah. Have you seen so, that? No. <laughs> How do you know about it? I saw the heart scene and I walk away from the movie. Yeah, that I I vividly remember watching this way too young. And there's like a lot of bugs, which is kind of racist because it's in Asia, but there's like a bug eating scene and they're eating all this monkey brains and stuff. And then, yeah, the heart scene where he rips the heart out and it's still beating. But yeah. it is only PG. What? A PG movie where a heart is extracted and a young, handsome Harrison Ford is sacrificed on the altar um, and then brought back as like a mean 
zombie like Harrison Ford. Yeah. Well, awesome the, movie. Well, it's just a heart. It's not showing. It's not showing any other parts. So that's fine. Yeah. Yep. He was nude from the waist down when this happened as well. Uh, that's fine if it's not shown. Keep going. No, it was. Clearly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good old Harrison <laughs> Ford's junk. He shows it. Fun fact, Harrison Ford shows his junk in every movie that he's ever acted in. It's just part of the contract. Yeah. All right. And the final one is Island of Dr. Moreau. Not the Island of the Lost Souls, not the original, not the newest one. Um the 1977 Island Dr. Moreau is the one that did it for me. That is my scarring movie. A nice PG movie about man beasts that overrun an island. And yeah, that movie, just thinking about that movie gives me the heebie-jeebies to this day. Have you seen The NeverEnding Story? The never-ending story that rings a bell, but I don't know. The creepy um, dog, white dog. Oh, shit. The dog face thing? Yeah. The human face dog? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I didn't see that as a kid, though, so I don't know if that scarred me. Oh, that scars me. Have you seen... I'm following that fucking dog. (sighs) Have you seen... uh the ai artificial intelligence movie <laughs> i have indeed yes do you know and, that's a that's another spielberg joint taken over from kubrick well fuck that movie it was pg-13 and it just made me think about death <laughs> that it did yeah that is a that is one interesting that is one interesting movie so that's another good scarring movie in um that you don't anticipate to see but you will see them in <laughs> when you're not anticipating it in the movie just as googling movies and stalling I for time know. here i am i'm like this is good i have picture uh, material right now <laughs> i'm just remembering everything that scarred me but i cannot remember the names of, of the movies um so i'm just like googling it right I, now. I got another one so there was this didn't scar me but it scarred my sister i really wanted to finish this movie and i was upset after this happened but white fang i don't remember much about the movie but at the beginning it's like about the dog and it's in the arctic and they're like mm-hmm. i don't even know i don't even know it's like sled racing or something but there's a dead body and the dog is like pulling this coffin and it's like sub-zero temperature and then the coffin bursts open and there's this frozen dead guy that slides out and rolls down the hill and my sister screamed at the top of her lungs and ran out of the room and we had to stop watching it and i was it, upset now it said maybe that's why i don't remember it because we never finished <laughs> white bag i guess anyway that that is your roundup of movies that can scar your toddlers i was gonna say the last one i was gonna mention was two more one of them was the gremlins that freaking freaked me out you saw gremlins no i saw a little bit and i stopped (laughs) gremlins ruined ruined santa for millions of children 
I didn't even know it had to do with Gremlins. You know? Gremlins. No, it didn't. But it was around Christmas, right? It's a Christmas horror movie, and uh, there's basically a conversation about how Santa isn't real in that. There is also a scene where I don't know if this was one or two, but they microwave a cat, which probably has <gasps> led to uh, many a cat being microwaved. So oh, thank no. you, Gremlins, for ruining Santa and child. Pets. Yeah, and lastly, Beetlejuice freaked me out too. Ah, Beetlejuice. Did you actually see Beetlejuice? I didn't finish it. It freaked <laughs> me out. <laughs> Love me some Beetlejuice. We should watch Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. But so yeah. Oh man, what's behind you there? Oh my god. Anyway, so then it moved to our favorite scene that what we were looking at it, I was freaking out. I moved yeah, away. That was, <laughs> we just transitioned straight back <laughs> to our plot synopsis. Yeah. Where the scene started from this like Law and Order episode to a horror movie where uh, I forgot the name of the character. Yeah, I mean, so this is the best kind of scarring. Yeah, this is Travis. the best kind of scarring scene, right? Is you've got this like sort of slow, boring movie that nothing really happens. That the like parents pop in and say, "Oh yeah, this is fine. Ugh, who would watch this?" And then, bam, you got the scene. We got the scene. And the scene was Travis was here. He came back from abduction, so I guess. For some reason, the aliens let them free. We never figure out why onto this scene. And you can see him almost having a panic attack. And what it was really cool. The, not really cool, but it was fun. Where the, the camera kind of zoom into him and then kind of goes from getting super close to him to kind of like showing the memory that he's watching. And what we see is him like pretty much having the memory of his abduction. So the next 20 minutes... They're pretty insane. Where start where he wake up in this weird like cocoon, like kind of disgusting. Uh, um, yeah, and you say it like I'm not trying to like nitpick, but you say 20 minutes, but I don't. I think it was a very short scene. It feels like much longer hmm. because the movie around it, like not much happens. But like I don't know, and you may be right, but I don't think it's that long. It feels that long, but. Like, it's such a shocking, memorable scene. That, yeah. Like, so, that's what you remember from this movie. I It is the only thing you need to remember other than the cow. But... Um, yeah, I guess, sorry. Yeah, good correction. <laughs> um, but it started with, with him w- waking up in this cocoon, which is have a lot of gooiness, which just almost feel like it was trying to preserve his body. Yeah, aliens love the goo goo because human hate goo and and the cool part about it like one of the starting part of it is like think about it it's pretty much like a caterpillar kind of scenario where he's ready to get into butterfly and it was like think about it almost like a elastic um tent where you can push it and it extends and it's hard to break, which is, makes you kind of claustrophobic with the character where you're not really sure if he's able to escape or not. Which you can kind of see the difference of, of the atmosphere of the movie from this drama to like, okay, shoot, we are going to see the adoption. So he's able to get off from the cocoon and almost explore 
the yeah i think he i think he like somehow gets out of there rips out of your bubble and then he like finds another one and looks down it's like some decomposing dead body that's been there for years mm-hmm. and then there then it like zooms out and like the cinematography in this um is pretty good sorry when i say good i mean great um but yeah this scene is shot extremely well and so you get you get um he finds that dead body and then it kind of zooms out and shows like all of these pods like along this like huge cylindrical wall right and mm-hmm. he kind of falls out of and then giving the illusion that he's not the only one the aliens go around the world abducting people so you get the spooks yeah, and have been for for so for a long time right yeah because they keep you in this cocoon that's just, i'm guessing you slowly decompose but then it's kind of switched to another scene where you anticipated that he came across to the aliens and you're like oh no but instead he just find the alien suits which was kind of funny in my opinion it's a little bit of humor where so i'm trying to because i'm not good with remembering anything because my brain is severely damaged but um i thought there was a i thought it then ends up there's a scene maybe this is later where they're like wheeling him on a cart that's later that's later okay so he first finds the he first first out of his pods finds the alien which he thinks are alien suits right yeah so he it is actually alien suit so he was looking at one and kind of inspecting it and then as he's expecting it, the, the basic horror kind of view where the ma- that character is very zoom in and you can see in the background like a, a creature moving whereas an alien that grabbed him. And then, yes, then they kind of wheel him into this other room. No, where- sorry to interrupt, but that wheeling scene is almost like the most terrifying for me. Wait. No, it's oh, not okay. wheeling. It was there were two aliens grab his legs and just dragged him on the floor, and they just oh shit. Yeah, I think I, I'm mixing this up with another, and this maybe be. Hmm, I gotta look when the date of this other movie is, but it reminds me of a movie called Jacob's Ladder, um, which was an okay. So that was 1990. This was 93. So maybe this was slightly influenced by it. But there's a similar scene where it's basically getting dragged through hell, and he's on this cart, and it very much reminds me of that. But yeah, I think you're right, Jess. They're like basically just dragging him, just dragging, dragging him. him on the floor, and you have and- these like kind of like non-distinguishable figures of aliens that you can't quite see but you know are obviously aliens yeah and 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 the thing is like almost too like the aliens are dirty because he being grandpa yeah well grandpa dirty or like no 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 like literally like they don't keep their 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 ship clean because when (laughs) he's being dragged he because um, they're using his legs are elevated and his body, his upper body is against the floor as he's being dragged. And you see that he's stunned his arm trying to grab anything that he can hold on into as he's being dragged quickly down this hall, big hallway. But the camera keeps zooming in into random human shit. Like there's one shoe, there's glasses, there's just like... Er- everyday items that we use that for some reason that aliens just have it 
on the floor for no apparent reason, only to give this illusion that hey, they they do grab a lot of human beings. So, oh, these aliens are slobs. Yeah, pretty they much. Need, they need to get a talk to talking to by an alien Jordan Peterson. No, they need to hug their stuff and ask themselves, "Does it bring you happiness, or does it does it make <laughs> do you want it? What is it?" The, right, the thing? that's what that's what Jordan Peterson would tell you. That, I don't think it's Jordan. I think it's someone else. Well, he, he would he would expose them and tell them that they need to be minimalist and they need to eat nothing but beef. I mean, it's in well, the alien's just eating human meat. Yeah, that he probably he probably be okay with that as long as it's no veggie. Uh, but, then, I didn't, but then his daughter would probably send him to a Russian uh, medical facility where he uh, almost dies and comes back a shell of who he was. Yeah. So sorry to get sidetracked on alien Jordan Peterson, but continue. He's going. He's going to Mars. But anyway, he lives on Mars. He's just visiting. So anyway, so that scene, it kind of made me kind of giggle that the aliens are just dirty creatures. I yeah, just clean let your room. I know, like if not pay a monthly rent to to clean your ship. It's like you don't even have to do it. Um, and then they, they, then the next scene is him in a table. And this is where I start getting really good. Yeah, and it was freaking creepy. Um, I'm gonna say up to the point that I watched and the rest of it, I just kind of covered the screen. But oh shit, you didn't even you got you completely. got into popcorn over your face mode here. Yeah, so it was really fun. Is this the first movie to get you in that mode? No, maybe because of teach uh, absentia. I was afraid here and there, but I did watch a little bit. Yeah, this was the first time I did cover my eyes, which is kind of funny because it's a PG thirteen. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the childhood trauma PG movie. So it's so they put him in in the table. It's so, a metallic. So, so you know, you know condoms, right? Yeah. You're aware of condoms. Yeah, the, ever... those are that is used for. Um, to put water and it holds like 10 gallons for for when you go camping right right yeah yeah it's like it's like your water source that you drink yeah. out of like normally you go get a condom fill it up with water and get your 64 ounces of your daily intake yeah that's the only use i know for condoms. well aliens have figured out that if you take a condom and you wrap it over somebody's face <laughs> body Someone's yeah not only body. face you need two condoms so one goes over the face i think they the have the extra 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 large like no just that's the normal size the aliens don't drink 64 ounces of water the aliens drink six feet of water <laughs> oh okay yeah i guess that's just my normal size but um. huh. anyway yeah so the where Seth was going with I'm that, so sorry. <laughs> going with that uh, joke was the they had Travis on the on the table and he's screaming, and then they take this plastic that pretty much looks like a condom, and they cover the whole body, and at first it feels like it was gonna be kind of there was gonna be a lot of air around it, but 
I don't know. It just like shrank and like. Yeah. So imagine, imagine a condom and then using a, like a vacuum seal. <laughs> it's like a sous vide type deal here. I don't, I don't think the condom is the right analogy. Just imagine like you go to Walmart and they have those back that says buy this for your clothes and you just have to suck it with the vacuum is that where where they cover his body and then it got sucked in and like it was so freaky because the guy was still screaming but you could not hear his voice and you just see like his mouth open and and like as he screamed like the plastic keep going into his mouth so he was not going to breathe but no the aliens are hospital so they cut a hole on his mouth so he can breathe and his eyes yeah they're nice and then, but he covered them with that gooiness, which was disgusting again. Yeah, and then they, they shoved some brown goo in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, never explained. Uh, Why? Yeah, just shoved it in his mouth and put in some sort of dental contraption that would keep his mouth open. Yeah, to ensure that he gag, but somehow stays alive. <laughs> yeah, and, and then... Uh, Oh, then it felt like he was in the dentist. At what point did your eyes close? I think it's getting close. It's where um, it was felt like he was going to the dentist where it's just, there's this thing in the top just lowering and you can see like a puncher about to to like puncher his eyes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So before that, you must have closed your eyes during this part, but they, they got the mouth contraption in, but then they also had an eye contraption. And so that's what I mean. Well, but before the lowering of the, the needle, there's another shot. Uh, and this is expertly filmed. I think Bob, uh, let me look it up. What was his name? Rob. Yeah, Robbie. Good old Robbie. Mr. Um, Rob. Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't remember. But the cinematographer of this was just did an extremely good job. And so it's like a close-up of his eye, which his eye is going around like crazy because obviously he's really scared. Freaked out. And then they put some another contraption in to kind of hold his eye open, and then they pour this like goo into it. It looks it's like a milky white goo. Ugh. I'm not gonna give analogies, but it's really gross. And then it kind of blurs his vision, and they they cut to like a view or a perspective from him and like he can see these alien figures around him but he can't see who they are and uh yeah and that's when you start seeing the aliens look up kind of respectively at something that's coming down i think this is when jess opened her eyes yeah and then and then that was it and that was that was scary um wait no no that was not it Oh, you must well, have I... closed your eyes again. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. So it was not Bob. It is uh, it is Bill, I believe. Uh, Bill Pope did the cinematography and he did a very good job. I think he, he, are, he also did Army of Darkness for Sam Raimi like the year before. And so I can see some parallels there in the uh, camera work. But yeah, so you've got, you've got, you know, this milky substance poured all over this guy's eye. And then the aliens start looking up and um, you have this contraption coming down and they like lock, they lock in in the mouth and they lock in near the eye. They basically 
lock this contraption in so that it's very precise. And then you see a needle coming down straight for the eye, he's screaming. This needle becomes a smaller needle, huh. which then becomes an even smaller needle, which then goes directly to his eye to which it cuts of him waking up in his therapist's office. But before we move on, we have not yet described what the aliens look like. Uh, the alien looks like brown things. Have you, do you remember a leather fruit? No. Well, they used to, you remember fruit roll-ups? Yeah. So they, they used to have like fruit roll-ups, but were like leather fruit. I think they were supposed to be healthier. These aliens look like they're covered with leather fruit. They look like Groot. Oh, that's a good leather fruit but but like the aliens are sort of your traditional like grays with you know you picture grays as like these big headed you know oval eyed you know traditional aliens but they weren't they had smaller eyes but their heads look similar but they had like a mallet like thickness mm-hmm. and they it was weird it was just off enough from your usual aliens to be to not be like comically like aha they're just little green men it was weird it's hard to describe but it's like an alien that you would dream of that's i don't know what did you think or were your eyes closed during no i saw them they were not scary um yeah i think they are scary like because like they're not like at first that scary but there's an oddness to them that makes them very creepy Unlike uh, unlike a little green man, which you're kind of used to, it's like this is like similar. I know what it is, but it's kind of unreal and unnatural in a way that. Well, the best thing about this was they did not do CGI for the aliens. It was definitely almost um, a robot kind of deal, which robot makes it kind man of in a suit. Yeah, or a man in a suit that makes it very creepy. But so, fun so, fact. So, oh, okay, sorry. I have a fun fact too, but you go first. <laughs> so this is actually based on a real story so this is uh this movie follows the the actual abduction from travis um before we get into travis i'm gonna cut in with my fun fact because it relates to the alien so sorry jess but uh you know how you said it was robots and i said it was yeah. a man in a suit the reality is that these were the aliens that landed on Area 51. And, and they're so, in the, they started their acting gig? Well, they, they didn't really have a choice. And so there were two aliens that crashed on Area 51, right? Yeah. They were brother and sister, and they crashed on alien, Area 51, right? Yeah. And so the U.S. captured these aliens... And then I don't want to get into details because this is a PG show, but basically bred a colony of alien creatures. Some may say bred, others may say inbred. Um, And so, yeah, these these creatures were rented out to various Hollywood movies uh, who did not have the budget to pay for large scale, you know, robotics or cgi and so that's what you have here it was the first appearance of uh the alien crew as they're known are they the the original the ac 
uh, 51 crew. Are they the original or are they the breaded one? Well, so you'll notice there's three of them, right? And so the the two of them that are like working on Travis, right? Those are those are descendants, right? But then they kind of stop at one point and there's like a reveal scene where they both look to like the old aged alien. Mm-hmm. And that is the, that is the uh, the father of all of the AC fifty one crew. Fun fact. I, well, I did not know that. It makes sense though. Um, yeah. It did feel really weird, and I was about to comment how they did that, but robotic was not really the greatest thing back then. So that makes sense. Yeah, now, back then in nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Yeah, back then. Sorry, I interrupted you, but you were going on. So this is actually so. So that is the true story of the aliens, but you have the true story of the uh, abductor, Travis, right? Yeah. yeah the so abductee. the abductee. So this movie is based by by travis um travis don't remember his last travis, name travis like, travis what are travis like i mean if you had the last name of travis like wouldn't you think to name your kid something other than travis i don't think his name is travis travis oh okay you just ruined I, my bet <laughs> i will tell you very soon his name is travis walton uh, that is anticlimactic. No, yeah, it's not Travis Travis. But Travis Walton wrote his experience being abducted, which did was... He, did book. he name it after himself? Like, was he that arrogant to name a book after his self? Did it, was yes. it the Travis Travis experience? experience? No, it was, the, it was the Walton experience. <laughs> so he wrote the book where this movie is based on. And the fun fact was that he described his aliens as pretty much the little green aliens, but um, the people paying for the movie, I cannot remember who it was, didn't thought that the, that was interesting enough. It was too, uh, his, his experience was too um, normal in the sense that tv had been portraying it over and over again so they kind of derail a little bit from the book and they kind of create their own aliens which i think that's why they rented out the area 51 ah they tried to spice it up with the ac 51 crew yeah that's that's what's definitely what they did so which we follow to that point now that you said the story, I'm guessing that you do believe that air aliens are real. Um, I believe in the AC-51 crew. Yeah. You don't, if that's think what you don't think there's more aliens other than them? Um, I mean, I don't want to get meta here, but, you know, if you think about it, we are the aliens. We've landed on the moon. We've put men on Mars. We're living on Mars. So we are technically the aliens. So yes, I believe in aliens. I believe in us. I believe in our human experience. Okay, um, cool. Uh, do you believe other I got, a, creatures- I got a little out there. I think I need to calm down a bit. Um, I think I need to drink some water. I don't know if you're joking or not. 
uh, no, I'm I'm not. I'm gonna have a, a sip of water. <laughs> I see. Drink beer. Uh, do you? But as you call yourself alien, good. Do you believe of other creatures from other planets? Are you talking about the first ones? Just any- yeah, I believe in the first ones, the ones who are here, who have always been here. Yeah, but I'm talking about other planets as well. Right, the first ones, the well, origin, the seed, the first as one, we call the second them. one, the third one, the no, fourth no, there's one. Just, we are, we are the second one. We are the third one. We are the fourth one. We are the alien. I believe in the first ones. Yes, to answer okay. your question. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> and are wow, you, you seem <laughs> thrilled about uh, what I have to say about? <laughs> And are you afraid of the of the first ones? Are you afraid of your parents, Jess? Uh, no. And no. <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit more about the first one? I cannot say I know about them. I don't really want to to divulge too much here. I mean, uh, have they talked to you? Did your parents ever have a talk to you about the first ones? No, they they didn't. Oh, okay. So you don't know the code here? Let me, yeah. let me, okay, so let me flash you the code and you flash me the response back. Uh, I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but I think you just flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> that was the signal back. <laughs> All right, well. Maybe you're not old enough to have this talk yet, but once ah. you get old enough, then sure. Um, and then the, I guess we eventually have another podcast to talk about the first one because I feel like it's a very specific. Um, we have a we have topic. a third podcast <laughs> at the end of the first. Um, but the the thing I I never taught you talk to you about is I. One time, I went through an intense experience that I couldn't remember of, and I was hypnotized to be helped to with that memory. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me more? Yeah, because it has to do with the podcast. So uh, when I was a little bit younger, and I lived actually in Puerto Rico, more specifically very close to the El Junque, which is the rainforest, Okay. Uh, I thought you grew up in Australia. No, I grew up in Puerto Rico, but those, those are close. Okay. Sorry. Shit. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you spent some time like growing up in Australia, right? So maybe you were born in Puerto Rico, but then you went to Australia and, and went to school and stuff? No, I just simply was uh, Puerto Rico, lived very close to the rainforest. We used to have a little cabin in there middle of the road so it took me it used to take me like four hours to walk to the bus to to go to school so we were very very into the the woods and yeah. one time yeah and one time i have a traumatized um experience and um my parents took me to uh i believe they call it a hypnotized person what is it actual call a hypnotist yes a hypnotist to help with my memories because there, something was bothering me, I couldn't remember of it. Was this like? Did they help you remember that you actually were born in Australia? 
Yes, no. Uh, they actually helped me to remember about the fact that I did see one of the little green people. Oh shit! You were yeah. you you met the one of the first ones. I don't. I didn't meet him. I came across it, so I remember seeing it. But um, I think it traumatized me, and it, I kind of like took away completely from my memory. And then I came back. And uh, the it was room, it was added not added to my memory it was helped to be me to be reminded. Then we move away from Puerto Rico because I didn't want to live there, and that's how we end up in the United States. Well, can you tell me more about this little green man? No, I just saw him like passing me by. It was very simple. Like were but you on I a ship? Out. Huh? Were you on a ship? No, I was just walking in the rainforest. Oh, he was just, he was just like, hey, what's up? What's yeah, up? he was just, Nodding. hey, what's up? Yeah, and I'm like, I did not nod. I think I screamed and said, what the fuck? And I ran away. Oh, okay. So you were scared of uh, of one I, of the first ones. Yeah, I don't get it yet. Because one of the important things that Travis says, and he also, not only he says in the movie, but he says in real life, is um, if aliens want to kill us, they would have already done it. Yeah, but I mean, also, it's pretty well known that if you run from a first one, that they will continually follow you for the rest of your life until they track you down and get that face-to-face that they want, right? And so, Do you think yeah. that they they listen to our podcast? So they would... Oh, I know they do. I, I, I send it off. So. Oh, <laughs> do yeah, you send... Do you send up tape to the space so then everyone? Yeah, can if you see look, it? if you look at our analytics, we have, uh, you know, probably like two million listeners in the USA, but we also have about four million um, on a uh, planet called UR fifty three dash one two nine three seven. That's the planet. Yep. <laughs> Do you want to know the solar system that it's in? Yeah, please. Uh, it's uh, SD slash 153 uh, dash, let me check, uh, 2945 is the solar system. Cool, cool. I you like want me to say name. that again? Uh, yeah, I'll... just to so, just so ensure I, I don't remember it. Yeah, it's uh, SD slash 215 dash two nine four uh five cool uh well never mind so then the last question that i have is do you think he actually got adopted or abducted or you think it's a lie you mean travis travis or the character in the movie well it's the same person you're saying travis travis actually played himself in the movie fire in the sky yes oh shit no, I'm saying that Travis Travis, who is really Travis Malcolm, uh, was played by some other actor in the movie Fire in the Sky. I okay, so I'm I'm a little contrarian, but what I think actually happened was that the real Travis Travis made the whole shit up, but the actor that portrayed him in the movie did get abducted and that's why he could act that part so well what do you think i think 
that Travis Trevick got abducted and he took a hypnotist and he planned his memory on the actor. And that's why he was able to act very well. Oh, shit. He transmit his memory to him. I think you could be correct. I know I'm right. Do you think they actually did the uh, alien lobotomy to the actor? Yeah, I listened to the Joe Rogan interview, and that's what he said. Okay, yeah. So you're like your weekly listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? I did not Um, say that. I said I listened to the Joe Rogan episode for this podcast, and I might have been running a lot and not paying attention very well, but I'm sure he said that he passes memory to the actor to help him um, visualize and understand his feeling that he had when he had abducted, hence why it was so good. What was the week before on Rogan? Who was he interviewing? Unsure. Unsure, the rapper? No, oh, like, I'm shit. not sure. <laughs> like he got unsure? No, like, I I'm, don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I said, I am not sure. Wait, he got not sure on it or unsure? Both. All right, so I guess to wrap things up, I have one final question. Uh, what kind of weed do you think those aliens smoke out there, Jess? Um, do they smoke weed or seaweed?